A reading of the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. And blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. And blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. And blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you, persecute you, and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good evening, everyone. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Father Parks. I'm a priest of the Diocese of Phoenix, and I currently serve as the Vicar for Evangelization. It's a great joy to be with you this evening for this, the Solemnity of All Saints. I don't know if you've seen this uh, phenomenon. I've seen it a few times in my life. It works something like this. You're driving in your car, or you're walking down the street, and you see a person uh, walking their dog, and you think, that person's kind of interesting looking. And then you follow to their hand, down to their leash, down to the dog's face, and then you realize oh my goodness, that person looks like their dog. <laughs> I don't have ever seen that before. It's kind of an interesting phenomenon. It makes you wonder how they found each other. Like if they're at the dog pound and the person was walking like, that's the dog, and the dog's like, <laughs> and there's just like this moment where like, wow, we, you and I, right? And uh, also sometimes married couples, you see the same kind of thing where Married couples have been married for a long time. They almost like start to look like each other. It's kind of an interesting phenomenon. I don't know what that is, but it happens, just acknowledging it, okay? And uh, the reason why I bring that up, that there's an old saying that you, you become what you love. And um, a person can look like their dog, which is kind of an interesting thing, or a person can look like their spouse sometimes. Um, but what Christianity teaches is this radical idea, which is that you can look like God, you can look like God. And I don't mean some like superficial way, like when people who love God, all their noses start to look the same or they have the same sort of forehead. I mean in a much more profound way that a person can look like God, that when they encounter you, it's like encountering Jesus, the living God. So then the question would be is, well, what do they look like then, Father, if it's not in this sort of superficial way, but a person can look like God? Well, we just heard a description, a spiritual profile of a person who looks like God. Here's what they sound like. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. 
Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. And so on and so forth. The Beatitudes are a spiritual x-ray of what a saint looks like. And they begin to look more and more like Jesus himself. In fact, my favorite description of the Beatitudes, somebody once told me, is that you can imagine that Jesus looks out on this crowd and he sees his own mother, Mary, and he begins to describe what she is like. And that he's describing the Beatitudes. Somebody who's perfectly conformed her life to her son, Jesus. And this, of course, would be the only great tragedy of your life is if you didn't end up looking like God. If you didn't end up becoming a saint. Just as every acorn is supposed to become an oak tree, so is every baptized Christian supposed to become a saint. If you don't become a saint, you will have failed. And God has given you all of the graces. Jesus has already won for you on the cross every spiritual grace so that you would become a saint. And as we heard in the first reading, God calls him of every tongue, tribe, nation, and people. No personality type. Have you ever met a personality type and you just think, that person's so pleasant. So, you know, it's just easier for them to love God or to love other people. If you've ever read a biography of St. Jerome, they basically try to skirt around the way that he was kind of a jerk, but you can't call Saint a jerk. So, like, he was hard to be around. He could be a little cantankerous. I get what he's, he was an introvert and a choleric or whatever it is, right? It doesn't matter what your personality type is. God calls you to become a saint, to look like him in this profound way. Claire of Assisi once said, I and my sisters know what Jesus of Nazareth was like because we once met Francis of Assisi. That Francis had so conformed his life to Jesus that meeting Francis was like meeting Jesus. He, he embodied the Beatitudes. And one of the ways that we do that as Catholics is that the saints are meant to be our friends. There's an old saying that you are the sum total of your five closest friends. So if you took the integrity or the character of your five closest friends and you added all that up and you divided it by five, the sum of them would be what you're going to be like. That your friends have such a profound impact on the person you become. Well, my friends, there's only one body of Christ. And through the body of Christ, we have connections to those who have died and gone before us with the saints of God. As we heard in the Transfiguration, Jesus is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. And the saints are meant to be your friends. It meant to be my friends. We should be constantly reading biographies of the saints, praying as the saints prayed, letting them teach us. They're our friends. God gave them to us as our friends because they look like Jesus. And if we want to look like Jesus, we want them to be our friends. Just three very quick examples from my own life. I learned so much about youth ministry from St. John Bosco. He famously said, if you love what they love, they'll love what you love. And that was like the model of how I would try to be around teenagers. I would try to love what they loved so that they would love what I love, which is Jesus. I learned so much about how to pray like a child from St. Therese of Lisieux. She was so audacious. You know, Therese lived at a time when they created the elevator. And so she told Jesus, I'm not strong enough to take the stairs. So I want you to reveal to me the spiritual elevator. <laughs> I just want you to like give me a shortcut that nobody else has found. I want you to give it to me. A little way. And she said, that is the arms of Jesus. I'm like a little kid reaching out to him and he's just going to pick me up. He's going to be my elevator. A saint prays like that, like a child of God. And I learned that from St. Therese. Like you can pray like that. 
St. Therese also once said, the Lord feasts on our misery. What? What? Like how much Jesus is a savior. He feasts on our misery. What? That's how the saints talk. That's how they pray. That's how they lived. I learned so much about intellectual humility from John Paul II. A man of staggering genius. And yet all of his genius was at the service of truth. He just wanted to love and serve the truth. And I could go on and on and on. My point is, is that all of us in this church tonight should have stories like that. What have the saints taught us? They're our friends. And if we want to look like Jesus, we want to know them and love them and let them love us. Because they look perfectly like Jesus and they're going to teach us how to do that. You know, I remember reading years ago this article from this mom. She was the mother of eight children. And they asked her what the biggest problem with the media was today. And all the things she could have mentioned, like violence or sexuality. She said the biggest problem with the media today is that the cool characters are never the virtuous ones. The ones you most want to look like are not the most attractive characters, right? We make really cool movies about like the Joker and then we want to be like him and he's like torn and broken, right? Rather than seeing characters that are beautiful and true and good lives and they're the most attractive to form our moral imaginations. Well, that's what the saints do for us. That's why John Paul II canonized so many saints because we need flesh and blood realities of people that look like Jesus to teach me, oh, I'm called to be a saint. And all those saints, they look so different, and yet they could all love God in their own way. And I'm called to love God in my own way and to look like Jesus as they look like Jesus. I'd like to close with a story about uh, years ago, I went to a, a game at Notre Dame. I went to seminary in Indiana, and the, uh, Notre Dame played, of course, six hours north. So I was at this game, and it was about, the game was about to start. It was a perfect Indiana day perfect green grass and there was the shadow being cast from the where the tunnel that the players run out of and then at one point they say now ladies and gentlemen please welcome the Notre Dame Fighting Irish and then they come running out of the tunnel and as the players are running out of the tunnel they go there's like a shadow being cast over them they walked out of the shadow into the light and as they came into the light there's like you know 70,000 of people just losing their minds right <sighs> right? Just going crazy for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, right? And I thought to myself, how cool would it be to have been in that shadow, to walk out of the shadow into the light, and then to look around, and these tens of thousands of people are cheering for you, that you would succeed, that you would have victory, right? My friends, one day you and I will die, and we will come from the shadow of this world into the light of day to meet Jesus face to face. And as we come into that light, we will hear the cheering of all the saints that have gone to before us, who cheered that we would have the victory won for us by Jesus, that we would look like God, that they would be our friends, that we would fulfill the very purpose for why we exist.